بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger may Allah's salah and salam be upon the noble prophet the believers of his family and the noble companions and those who follow on their path until the day of resurrection we continue the explanation of Umdatul Ahkam the basic reference on principal rulings and this class is class number 17 uh, and this will cover hadiths number 18, 19 and 20 18, 19 and 20 and we are still talking about the Siwak the Siwak the second hadith in this chapter is from Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman narrated may Allah be pleased with him he narrated كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا قام من الليل يشوص فاه بالسواك يشوص فاه بالسواك the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم whenever he got up at night he used to clean his mouth with سواك the narrator the narrator is حذيف بن اليمان بن جابر العبسي may Allah be pleased with him he accepted Islam with his father and they intended to uh, attend the battle of Badr but the mushriks turned them away and they witnessed the battle of Uhud and the mushriks killed his father and he Hudayfa the son narrated many ahadith from the Prophet and he said one time the Prophet told me what occurred and what shall occur until the day of resurrection and he Hudayfa was called Sahib Sir Sahib Sir the person of the secret the one who held the secret. Why? Because the Prophet والسلام, gave him the names of the hypocrites. Gave him the names of the hypocrites who intended to plot against the Prophet وسلم, in his return from the battle of Tabuk. So he knew them. And this is the secret which he held. He knew the hypocrites by name. Shahida Hudayfa, Hudayfa attended the battle of Al Khandaq and the battles afterwards, and also the opening of Iraq. And Umar put him in authority on Al Madain in the east. And then he stayed there in Al Madain until he died in the year 36 after Hijrah. 36 after Hijrah, radiyallahu anhu wa an abi. The subject of the hadith is the ruling concerning the siwak 
upon getting up at night upon getting up at night the overall explanation sleep is time when the mouth disorder changes so it needs cleaning and in this hadith Hudayf ibn al-Yaman may Allah be pleased with him narrates that the Prophet والسلام, whenever he got up at night for the night prayer for tahajjud he used to <coughs> clean his mouth with the siwak rub it with his siwak cleaning and also removing the odor and so that his salah is established on the most perfect condition of purification the benefits of the hadith the benefits of the hadith the permissibility of using the siwak to clean the mouth upon getting up at night and to do that intensely especially for the person who intends to make the salah who intends to make the salah the second benefit at tasawwuk using siwak for cleaning when the mouth's odor change and this is taken from the change of the odor that takes place at night while sleeping thirdly the care of the Islamic Sharia regarding purification and cleanliness fourthly <coughs> at tasawwuk using siwak for cleaning covers the entire mouth so therefore it covers the teeth the gum and the tongue it covers the teeth the gum and the tongue this ends up the explanation of hadith Hudayfa hadith number 18 and now we move to Hadith number 19 An Aisha And this is the third hadith Concerning the siwak An Aisha Radiyallahu anha Qalat Dakhala Abdul Rahman Ibn Abi Bakrin al-Siddiq Radiyallahu anhuma Ala al-Nabiy Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Wa ana musnidatuhu إلى صدري ومع عبد الرحمن سواك رطب يستن به فأبده رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بصره فأخذت السواك فقضمته ونقضته وطيبته ثم دفعته إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فاستن به أي تسوك به 
فما رأيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم استنى استنانا أحسن منه فما عدا أن فرغ رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم رفع يده أو إصبعه أو إصبعه ثم قال في الرفيق الأعلى ثلاثة ثم قضى وكانت تقول مات بين حاقنتي وذاقنتي وفي لفظ فرأيته ينظر إلي فعرفت أنه يحب السواك فقلت آخذه لك فأشار برأسه النعم هذا لفظ البخاري ولمسلم نحوه This hadith is reported by Bukhari and Muslim and through different narrations and Aisha from Aisha may Allah be pleased with her and her father and she mentioned that Abdul Rahman bin Abi Bakr al-Siddiq radiyallahu anhuma entered upon me with a siwak in his hand and while the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was leaning against my chest and he entered with a siwak in his hand and I was supporting the back of Allah's Messenger وسلم, against my chest so he started looking the Prophet والسلام, looking at it looking at it so I took it فَقَضِمْتُهُ meaning I chewed on the side of the siwak and in another narration I broke it and maybe that she broke uh, the side of it and then they chewed she chewed on it by the sides of her teeth so as to soften it so he took it and make tasawwuk cleaned his mouth with it and she said that I have never seen him doing tasawwuk better than this one and in another narration I saw the Prophet ﷺ looking at it and I knew that he loved the siwak so I said to him shall I take it for you he nodded in agreement so I took it and it was too stiff for him to use so I said shall I soften it for you he nodded his approval so I softened it and he cleaned his teeth with it and in front of him there was a jug or a tin containing water he started dipping his hand in the water and rubbing his face with it and he said في الرفيق الأعلى meaning with the most high companions with the highest companions meaning in paradise he said it three times ثم قضى then he expired and his hand dropped down عليه الصلاة والسلام and she used to say that he died عليه الصلاة والسلام on her chest leaning against it 
بين حاقنتي وذاقنتي between the upper abdomen lower chest part meaning up to the throat on her chest عليها رضوان الله أنا عليه الصلاة والسلام this is the hadith as to the narrator the narrator of the hadith as you heard is Aisha Umm al-Mu'mineen Aisha radiallahu anha and we spoke about her biography in hadith number 3 of this book and Abdul Rahman bin Abi Bakr is her brother may Allah be pleased with them both he accepted Islam before the opening of Mecca and it is said on the day of the opening of Mecca and he became a good Muslim and he died in Mecca in the year 58 after Hijrah the subject of the hadith is ruling of siwak at any time and tasawwuk using others siwak and tasawwuk using others siwak this is the subject the overall explanation Umm al-Mu'mineen, the mother of the believers, Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, tells that her brother, Abdul Rahman bin Abi Bakr, may Allah be pleased with them both, entered upon the Prophet ﷺ in the house of Aisha, and she was leaning him against her chest, and he was in the process of leaving this life to join the most high companions in paradise and Abdul Rahman her brother had a siwak fresh so the Prophet looked at it eager to have it So, and he gazed at it so Aisha knew that he loved it so she asked him to take it for him and he nodded in agreement والسلام, either because it was difficult for him to speak or he was busy with remembrance and dua so take it and she took it May Allah be pleased with her And she broke Its side Meaning the part that was used And then they chewed She chewed With the side of her teeth on it And softened it Until it became Ready to use Then she gave it To the Prophet And he made tasawwuk the best that she had seen in order to meet his Lord 
upon the perfect, most perfect condition of purity and cleanness. And afterwards, after he finished the tasawwuk, he raised his hands or his fingers, or his finger, asking Allah the Most High to make him in the company of the Most High in paradise. Then he, alayhi salatu wasalam, died. And she, Aisha, used to speak that Allah, used to say that Allah bestowed upon her the blessing of having the Prophet ﷺ on her day and in her house and leaning against her chest in her apartment. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mixed her saliva with her saliva his saliva made my saliva mix with his saliva at his death the benefits of the hadith first the love of the prophet for the siwak Second, permissibility to make tasawwuk at any time because the Prophet ﷺ approved for Abdul Rahman bin Abi Bakr seeing him making tasawwuk. Third benefit, permissibility to use the siwak of another person as long as it is not feared that there could be a harm in using it. Fourth benefit, permissibility for the entrance of relatives, those related to the spouse, visiting those from the relatives who may be sick, also permissibility to make tasawwuk in the presence of the noble and elder person and this does not represent disrespect because Abdul Rahman bin Abi Bakr Aisha's brother made the tasawwuk before the Prophet and the Prophet was elder than him and most noble of the children of Adam alayhi salatu wasalam the fourth or the fifth or rather the sixth benefit is approval of using the nodding signaling if it is understood if it is understood now and from that is the acceptance of nodding signal by the dumb so the dumb signal is acceptable because there is no other way to understand except through it second it is also approved for someone who is unable due to a certain cause unable to utter 
speak due to a certain cause other than the dumb and this is evident in the story of the young girl whom the Jew squeezed her head between two rocks and before she died she nodded when she was asked as to who was the person she nodded at him that he is such and such she gave a signal and they got hold of him and they punished him in the same manner he did to her meaning the companions also it is permissible when it is legally not acceptable to speak it is permissible to use the nodding signal or the signal when it is legally not permissible to speak like when the Prophet ﷺ signaled to the followers in his salah when he was ill for them to sit for them to sit also it is permissible if there is a need also it is permissible if there is a need the Prophet ﷺ signaled to some who were there with him present to bring something so it is permissible if there is a need also it is permissible if there is no need sometimes like when the Prophet ﷺ commanded the believers to prostrate upon seven bones he alayhi salatu wasalam signaled to his nose as one of them signaling cannot replace speech in making a testimony and it cannot replace making an oath except from one who is incapable like the dumb also if he makes a signal in his salah the person the salah is not invalid however if deliberately he speaks in salah the salah is invalid the next benefit the firm heart of the Prophet ﷺ and his firm composition whereby he noticed the siwak and made the dua while in the state of death while dying the next benefit the smartness of Aisha radiallahu anha when she was able to pick up immediately from 
her notice of the Prophet sight that he was interested in the siwak the next benefit <coughs> affirming the ulu the high the highness the transcendence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he is high above heavens because the Prophet said with the high companions in paradise and pointing upwards the next benefit the merit of Aisha may Allah be pleased with her in her good relation with the Prophet and in his death in her apartment and on her day leaning against her chest and with his saliva mixing with hers another important benefit is that the thinking of the person dying in death while facing death is considered meaning as long as he is able to think then his words are considered how is this deducted this is taken from his nodding signal to Aisha and here certain matters depend upon this number one the acceptance of the tawbah in this stage and this should not be confused with the time while facing death when it is not acceptable the time when it is not acceptable is made clear in the sunnah inna allaha ta'ala Allah the most high yaqbalu tawbata abdihi ma lam yugargir Allah accepts the tawbah the repentance of his slave as long as his throat does not his soul does not reach the throat then here there is certainty of death no time for repentance but before that in the state of facing death it is acceptable and the wordings are and this is also relevant from the hadith of the young girl whose head was smashed between two stones where she nodded in a nodded signal as to who was the person who did that to her and that was accepted from her by the companions the next benefit the permissibility of the siwak for the person for the person facing death because this is pleasing to Allah and cleansing to the mouth preparing himself to meet Allah in the most perfect clean state another benefit the permissibility to break the siwak 
if it is the siwak of others and to cleanse it and to soften it before using it by another person this is the last point of benefit and then we move to the last hadith and this is hadith number 20 and this would be the fourth hadith under this subject hadith number 20 عن أبي موسى الأشعري رضي الله عنه قال أتيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو يستاك قال أتيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو يستاك بسواك رطب قال وطرف السواك على لسانه وهو يقول أع أع والسواك في فيه كأنه يتهوع He said that I came to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and he was using the siwak cleaning his teeth and the side of the siwak was on his tongue while he was retching while the siwak was in his mouth as if he was retching saying while the siwak was in his mouth the narrator of the hadith is Abu Musa Abdullah bin Qais al-Ash'ari al-Qahtani radiyallahu anhu he came to Mecca and accepted Islam then he returned to his people and brought 50 of them to the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam in Medina at the time when Khaybar was open and he had a beautiful voice in reciting the Noble Quran the Prophet ﷺ assigned him in authority over Yemen and when he the Prophet ﷺ died Abu Musa al-Ash'ari returned to Medina and he shared in the opening of Asham of greater Syria area then Umar radiallahu anhu assigned him over Basra in Iraq and then he opened the Ahwaz and Asbahan parts of the east of Iraq in contemporary Iran then Uthman designated him later took him from the authority over Basra to Al-Kufa and the people of Kufa in Iraq benefited from his fiqh and he died in Kufa in Iraq in the year 44 after Hijrah in the year 44 after Hijrah radiallahu anhu
the subject of the hadith clarifying the placing of the siwak clarifying the placing of the siwak the overall explanation the Prophet ﷺ used to make tasawwuk extensively and intensely sometimes and in this hadith Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiyallahu anhu tells that he came to the Prophet ﷺ one day and he, went, and he found him intensely rubbing his mouth with the siwak and that he would put the siwak on the internal side of his tongue and a retching would be heard as if it is the retching of someone uh, vomiting the benefits of the hadith permissibility of tasawwuk on the tongue as it is on the teeth and on the gum second permissibility to do that extensively and profoundly and that this is permissible even in the presence of others exception, exception if unless there would be some in the group or those present who may feel disgusted from the extensive or profound use of the siwak then in this case it shouldn't be done then in this case it should not be done this brings the end of the hadith in this book regarding the siwak we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this a benefit for us all alhamdulillah rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam